Hi, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. I am Kylie Nicole, and I am an evidential medium working in Perth in Western Australia. And this podcast is around the Empowered Path, which is a program that I have designed to help heart-centered and holistic women step into their space and empower themselves to take their place and do what they're here to do instead of hiding behind a day job or a corporate. And, you know, part of that is also the personal development that comes with this this self-knowledge and understanding what our soul purpose and soul paths are. So welcome. Uh, lovely to have you. And for those of you who are return listeners, welcome back. I just want to say quickly, I'm so grateful to each and every single one of you for downloading and listening to my podcast. I have been overwhelmed with how many messages I've received, just being so supportive and letting me know that you're enjoying the content that I'm putting out there and asking questions and really engaging with the story. So I'm co-creating with each and every single one of you. I am so grateful for you and thank you. Please do keep listening. I love having you come along on the journey with me. So today I was thinking that we could talk about the leveling up process. And by that, I mean, when you go from one version of you to the next, when you go into the next earning bracket with your business, or even just going into the next level of business and how that often coincides with the personal transformation that you might be going through. We very rarely find that one happens without the other. And if you want to throw a whole woo-woo spiritual aspect into it as well, There are physical signs that we will experience as like a physical manifestation of our emotional and spiritual growth. And these all seem to coincide around the same time as we level up in our business. So just for funsies, um, some of the physical things that we would experience or that I would expect you to be experiencing when you're going through this transition process would be fuzzy thought patterns, so really struggling to make very simple decisions. Things like what to wear, what to eat, whether you want to go to the shop or not. (laughs) Really simple stuff. And just struggling to make those decisions to commit to an answer. You might also be seeing repetitive numbers or number sequences. And these are, you know, these will all vary depending on which numbers find you. But I always smile at the threes because I always see all the ones, all the fours and all the threes. But when I'm going through a transition process, I will see all the ones, all the twos, all the threes, all the fours. And it just carries on like that, but it will be sequential one after the other. And when I asked my guides about that, they were like, well, yeah, one step at a time. When we show you one number after the next, it means that you don't need to be 10 steps ahead. You don't need to be two weeks ahead of the curve. You just need to know that you're going where you need to go. And all you have to concentrate is on what comes next. And I find that quite comforting. (laughs) So many people with a Gaelic background, so whether that's Irish or Scots or Welsh, but any of that sort of uh, Celtic Gaelic feel, when you see the number three, it's because you're you're cycling through the three different phases of womanhood. And for the Gaelic side, it's the mother, the maiden, and the crone. I say Gaelic. Do you know what? I'm sure it applies to other to other backgrounds as well. But I've just found that as quite uh, prolific within those, like within the Irish communities, the Scots communities, the resonance with the number three is huge there. And, you know, I'm sure, again, my ignorance doesn't mean that it doesn't apply equally elsewhere. This is just what I've picked up, the patterns that I've picked up with these particular backgrounds. And yeah, so it's the mother, the maiden and the crone. And those are the three different faces of womanhood that we all wear multiple times in our life. 
And certainly when I start seeing those around, that's definitely a like cycling through them thing. <laughs> so yeah, I'd expect you to be seeing the repetitive numbers or number sequences, however that presents for you. Uh, sometimes it comes with digestive discomfort or cramping and bloating when you're not expecting to be feeling like that. So outside of your cycle, there would also be quite often excessive thirst, like feeling you need to be drinking a lot. The early morning wake-ups too. So it sounds a bit woo-woo and a bit out there, but the vibration of the different dimensions is closest between three and four in the morning. And that means that when there is stuff that's going on on a physical, uh, not a physical, on a spiritual level, be that healing, connection, however it presents to you, that can often happen between three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning. So another sign that you're doing this transition work going from one version of you to the next is that you'll find that you're waking up frequently at like 3.15, 3.26, 3.24, and you don't know why you're waking up. It's not a normal pattern for you. It's just something that happens for a period of time when we're going through this work. And what are the other things? Huh, off the top of my head. The other one is like the intuitive aspect gets really strong. So you'll feel deja vu a little bit. You'll get the sense of, you know, you'll think about somebody and you might run into them that day or you'll go to phone somebody and they'll call you first. It's all the intuitive pushes that you find are happening at the same time. And the last one that I can think of, there are so many of them, but the last one that I can think of is you'll also see a lot of butterflies, dragonflies, any transformational symbols um, will be around you a lot in this time period. And then what usually happens is you will feel like you're congested or you have a cold. Um, you'll feel it definitely from your solar plexus to the top of your head and think that you're coming down with something. And then that's like your body's detox or your purge. And then the next day you wake up and it's like you're in faster moving energy. You literally see things clearer or your eyesight can also get affected. You'll, you'll think that you're seeing hazing or mirages and think that you might need to get your eyes tested when you're going through that transition stuff. But then when you wake up after the event, it's like you're seeing clearly again, you'll feel like things move forward faster. So you're not doing that looping effect. You're not stuck in the same situation. And it's not a struggle to deal with every little thing that comes up. You know, sometimes you just sit there and you're like, this should not be so difficult. <laughs> and that happens a lot when you're going from one version of you to the next. But anyway, you'll find that that all happens, or in my experience anyway, and the, the women that I've worked with, all of this stuff tends to happen around the same time. So you'll be doing all of this personal spiritual growth and work and change and all of that stuff. Uh, I call it the chrysalis effect, but you'll find that at the same time you're leveling up in your business or you're, you're thinking about the next step for you, but it'll be something significant. It's not just like a, a different product that you're offering. It'll be something significant, something that's taking you to the next step. And it can be overwhelming being in this period of time because we don't know how long we're going to be there and we don't know quite what that looks like for us. So I kind of have this little series of things that I do, which I use as anchor points to remind me what I'm aiming for, where I've come from. Uh, <laughs> I'm beginning to sound like a Cotton Eye Joe uh, chorus, but yeah, everything that I've gone through, everything that I'm aiming for, where I've come from, what that means to me, what I've learned from all of it. Um, and then I try and I match my personal vibration to the vibration of the version of me that I know that I'm becoming. 
And that for me is always linked to abundance. And by abundance, I don't just mean finances. I mean the abundance of time, the abundance of freedom, the abundance of emotional capacity, being able to be the best version of myself for everyone around me, but first and foremostly for myself. And I know what that feels like. I know how quickly I manifest when I'm in that space. And I don't, <laughs> I always say this. I don't know why I always feel the need to say this. I don't like the phrase manifest. I don't like the the kind of shallow connotations that have been attached to the the word manifest. But manifesting just means to bring in for yourself and to to create. And I love creation. I'm very much a creative. I love anything where I get to change how things are. And I can honor the fact that I myself am fairly mercurial. I change my own ideas and opinions and the way I look at things frequently. So when I can create in that space, I love it. And to me, that's what manifestation is. But I also know that when I align myself truly, how quickly those things come about for me, because I am in alignment. And it just helps to have little anchors because we will drop. Of course we will. When we're learning to place our personal vibrational field, there are inevitably going to be times when that drops, when it feels too hard, when we can't maintain that vibration, when we're not nurturing ourselves in the way that we should. And by the way, guys, this all happens without us even thinking about it. This is not us consciously often anyway. It's often not us consciously going, right, I'm going to push my vibration up. I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to quantum leap. I'm going to align myself with this reality. I'm going to manifest this outcome. It's not a conscious thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a energy thing. And so often these things happen on a non-cognitive level. And by that, I mean, we are multidimensional so that we have things going on all the time and we can't be cognitively aware of all of them. So we always have information, healing, learning, growing, planning, all kinds of things going on on levels that we are often not cognitively aware of. And things all seem to pull together when they need to. And then suddenly you're looking at a picture that you didn't even realize you were building in the background, but it all falls into place and it all makes sense. So, yeah, I like to have little anchors to remind me of the vibration that I'm aiming for or what will I'm like training my own personal vibration to level up. And I like to have little anchors that remind me how to do that and what that feels like. So I did a um, I did a post on Facebook or Instagram about this a few weeks ago, but I did want to talk about it as well because I wanted to share some of the little anchors that I have. And I want this to be like a, uh, oh, me too, or a, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that, or oh, I do this. So when you're listening to it, I want you to see how you have installed anchors into your life and what they mean for you, even if, and actually, especially if you didn't cognitively realize you were doing it. <laughs> so... Okay, so one of the things I do when I have got something that I'm aiming for, a challenge that I've set myself or a commitment that I've made when I'm trying to level up my business is I will buy fancy loo roll. I know, it's loo roll. <laughs> it all goes to the same place. It has a very unglamorous job. But I'll do that because to me, when I grew up, I grew up in Zimbabwe. It was not a great political climate. It was hard to buy anything, loo roll included. And that was before that was fashionable. And the toilet paper that you could buy was either green, blue or pink. So it was dyed and very, very thin. And we would always be told off for using too much. We're only allowed to use like three or four squares. So 
we're talking white fold wipe here, guys. Like this is this is the thing. And when I buy fancy loo roll, I feel really abundant. I always feel like, wow, this is amazing because it's just decadent to me. So that's one of the things that I will consciously do when I am doing a launch, when I am going into a new um, product or starting a new program. I kind of do that. And it's always something that also makes me smile. And if something makes you laugh, that immediately pushes your vibration right up. So when you can combine the two together, you're always onto a winner. So yeah, fancy Lou rolls one. Another one is making sure I'm scheduling in downtime. So whether that is time with my horses, uh, I might book an arena, I might take them to the beach, I might go get my hair done, I might get my nails done, I might go for a massage. I find it really hard to fit these things in to my weeks. And especially when I've got stuff going on, when I've got a launch coming up or if I'm if I'm in the middle of the Empowered Path um, training or something like that, I find it super hard to take a few hours for myself. So again, I'll make sure that I actually diarize things for me to go and do that are just for me. So downtime where I don't have to think about another single single human being, single energy, single entity. It's just about me. It's about me being in myself, in my human, in my, I guess in my ego in some ways. And I'm fine with that. Um, And I think it's really important because you can't, there are no words that tell you how important it is to honor the aspect of yourself that is human and have things scheduled in where you are looking at the the limited hours that we have every day and giving yourself permission to go and play. And that's what I take from this. It's that playful energy. It's that what else can I do? How else can I create? What do I feel like doing? What brings me joy? It's a very um, self-centered thing and it is absolutely glorious. It's self-centered in all the good ways. And it's again, it's a great vibration because it is that element of playing. It's that element of um, not needing to be serious. It's the silliness. It's the fun. It's, you know, it's something that's not work, work, work all the time. And even though I love my job, I could literally talk about what I do all day. I could work with my clients all day. I could do this all day, every day. I can take a break from my life now when I want to. So I don't, I don't need to. Um, but anytime I feel like I want to, I can. And I think that's the amazing thing. You, you don't, I've got this life that I don't need to take a holiday from, but I can if I want to. <laughs> I read that somewhere. I don't know where I read that. I will credit it when I do remember. It's not my genius shining through there. It's literally something I've read, which I have shamelessly plagiarized. But yes, that's where I'm at with that. So when you do schedule in time for you to do whatever it is that you want to do for you with no apologies and feeling like you don't need to justify it, I always feel like I go into the whole, oh, it's been ages since I've done something for myself or or I'm, oh, well, I've already been up since four o'clock in the morning doing this, this, this and this. And, you know, nobody's asking me and I still feel like I need to justify it. (laughs) So catch yourself when you do that. Uh, We're already human, but, you know, still. I have a Gucci perfume, uh, Gucci Bloom, I believe it's called. And I spent a fair bit of money on it. it. It's not a big bottle. I think I spent $120 on it or something. And I don't normally spend an awful lot of money on perfume. I love perfume, but it, I don't wear it all the time. So it lasts me a fair while. And anyway, this one I've bought and I only use it 
when I am in the process of leveling up. So then that smell and the feeling of, you know, buying something a little bit exciting, a little bit like expensive. And it's not, it's not hugely expensive. I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't think I've got to the point in my life or business where I'd be chill about spending $300 on a bottle of perfume, for example. I'm sure I'll get there. But right now, my money mindset cannot support such behavior. <laughs> for me, $120 on a little bottle of perfume is still, wow. <laughs> and this will probably be part of my story that I look back and laugh at one day and that's all good. But yeah, I have this perfume. I love it. I use it when I'm leveling up in my life and that smile becomes attached cognitively to these moments of, it becomes nostalgic in a way, but to these moments of growth and to these moments of um, change and excitement, you know, creation, I guess. So every time I smell that, I feel inspired. I feel motivated. I feel like I need to jump up and do something and do something that adds value to my business and get excited about what I'm launching or what I'm introducing to people. Um, yeah, scent is is particularly powerful to me. It's something that I really do love. I, I'm very in my emotions around different smells and they'll take me to all kinds of places and memories and I love that. So yeah, that's why I use perfume. So, <laughs> yeah, so there's the perfume. Then I'm just having a little giggle because I, I can't believe I'm talking about this on a podcast. But the other thing that I do is power dressing. And for me, that used to be wearing a bodycon dress and sky high heels and strutting my stuff in a corporate space, uh, you know, kind of being that person, like having all the confidence to walk into a room and knowing that people were going to listen to what I was telling them because I knew my shit and I knew what everybody was doing. And it's very, it's very cocky. <laughs> but that used to be my power dressing. Now my power dressing is wearing beautiful underwear. So <laughs> I'll whack on some great knickers. I'll chuck on some lipstick. I might wear some makeup. I don't often wear makeup. Like normally for me, it's, it's, my my comfortable habitat tends to be leggings and a t-shirt and every now and again I will put some mascara on but that seems to be my my habitual yeah this is my natural environment but when I've got stuff that I need to get done I want to key into the whole goddess consciousness I want to be part of that vibe I want to be like I want to feel sexy I want to feel powerful I want to feel I don't know I want to feel creative I want to kind of be above where I usually sit. <laughs> so my power dressing now is to whack on some great knickers, wear something that makes me feel feminine, that makes me feel pretty, that makes me feel, I don't know, womanhood, like the goddess, the goddess culture. Like I've got some really beautiful flowy dresses and I'll, I'll wear one of them. Uh, stuff like that where I kind of go into this romantic, whimsical, bohemian feel. That's my power dressing now. So I think that people around me always laugh because I'll be in jeans and a t-shirt or I'll be in leggings and a t-shirt. And, you know, often I've got hay and straw and dirt on my face and, you know, horse life, whatever. And you'll see me cutting around like that for ages. And the next thing I walk out and I'm wearing like a maxi dress and makeup and I've actually brushed my hair and maybe I've even straightened it. Like, who knows? <laughs> But that's one of the other anchors that I have. I can't maintain that for very long because I don't have the mental capacity to go through that process uh, every single day and pick the right jewelry. And, and like, yeah, I'm not a girly girl. So I do struggle with putting together a look. 
Uh, and that's why it happens uh, <laughs> few and far between for me. But I honor that too. Like, I'm good with that. I'm good with that process. So, yeah, if you know, if you see me floating about uh, looking all bohemian-y, whimsical, romantic, you know that I'm up to something. In a good way, obviously, in a creative way, in a, in a leveling up way. <laughs> the other thing that I'll try and do as well is, especially if I am in the process of trying to manifest a new house or my lifelong dream in terms of material stuff is, and I know this is fairly shallow because it is material stuff, but I want my, I want my family under one roof. And that means I want my horses to come home. And that means I want to buy land somewhere, which is not in the arse end of nowhere. <laughs> I still want to be accessible to my clients and to be able to do my workshops and things like that. So I don't want to be hours and hours and hours out of town. Uh, and this is very much a pipe dream for me at this point because last time I checked my spare cash, I didn't have 20 mil in my back pocket. So, you know, hard times. <laughs> but when I am playing with the idea of leveling up where we live there are things that I, I do. And even when we, so when we bought the house that we're in now, we'd actually been homeless and living with a friend for three months. And when we decided we were going to put in an offer for the house, there were delays around the finance and it was pretty stressful in some ways. But what we did do is we made sure that every time we were in the area, in fact, we would go out of our way to be in the area and we would go and walk our dog in the local parks and we would go shopping in the local shops and we would drive past the house all the time and we would talk about what we would what we would put in there and how we would do it and how we would decorate it and what we would change and we really spent a lot of time and energy implanting our our energetic signature into that particular vibrational field and I didn't have a shadow of a doubt that we were going to get get the house even though the finance was was iffy about it and we had to go to another it was a long story basically we had to go to another lender um, and that was like the last minute. So the contract expired the first time around and then somebody else was going to put in an offer and then we had to put in an offer and it was all this like up in the air. I don't know if it's going to happen. But I had already, the future version of me was already living in that house. <laughs> so I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to happen. And certainly there were times when it looked like it wouldn't. Even our mortgage broker was like, yeah, guys, I don't think there's anything we can do. And then he'd phoned back and had like one last idea. Uh, and that's what happens, by the way, as a caveat, when you are not planning to buy a house and then in three months you end up buying one. Like when it's not on your radar and you have to pull everything together, that's what that looks like. <laughs> so, but I had already aligned myself with that house. I'd already known that it was going to happen. The future version of me had already created that, had already achieved that. So all I was doing was matching my own vibration to hers and letting and just following the, the breadcrumbs. So now when I'm thinking about leveling up or bringing in the new property at the land so my horses can come home, <laughs> um, I'll do stuff like make my house feel very luxurious to me. I might go and get a different scented candle or um, those like scent reeds and leave them around the house, but that'll be something that smell expensive. I might invest in a different lamp or a beautiful piece of art or a, I don't know, <laughs> something, you know, just something that's a little bit special that honors the journey and also levels up and feels a little bit expensive and feels a little bit uh, decadent in some ways, a little bit luxe. And 
even when money was tight, like back when I was just starting out, even when money was tight, I would still do that. I would go and I would cut flowers from the garden and I would put them in a, a beautiful vase on the table and I would clean the house and use like organic, earth-friendly, vegan cleaning products that smelled amazing. And the house would be spotless and that that feeling of walking into a clean house and the bed linen would be freshly changed. All of that stuff, when you walk into a home environment that feels like a home and it's just that, oh, I love that. So that's one of the other little anchors that I use. <laughs> there, are, there are lots of them. And look, I know for me, there's material stuff is more about seeing what else we can achieve, what else we can do. And also I know that if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I've trained my brain to believe that I'm going to do the things that I say that I'm going to do. And every now and again, I'll take a huge risk and I'll back myself way out of the park. And I don't think it's ever not happened. Like, I don't think anything that I've set my my sights on hasn't happened. Some things take longer than others, for sure. And some things are going to be a work in progress for a few years, but I'm expecting that. Um, but this is stuff like I committed to buy a business through my vehicle. Um, when is that for? I've ordered the, the car already, but it's for like, they told me there was a 10 month to a year waiting list. So... When they asked me how much of a deposit I said I was going to put down, I committed to just over half the value of the vehicle, which is huge. <laughs> so now I'm going like, okay, so I've got to manifest this. I've got to make this happen because I'm not going to go, I'm not going to sacrifice anything. I'm not going to go without. I'm not going to take anything away or change anything unnecessarily to make this happen. I'll definitely tidy up my finances, um, any loose ends and you know stuff like that. But I'm also a little bit excited because it's giving me permission to create something different. It's giving me permission to create a different program, reach more people, do something different, like go into the creative and see what else we can do. It is a big stretch. If it doesn't happen, that's okay. It's okay not to hit the timeline that I've given myself. If I have to work out a finance deal or go in with a co-financial thing with my husband, whatever, I'll do that. It's not a big deal. But I just use it as another anchor. I use it as a, the future me has already done this. What the hell did she do? How do I get there? <laughs> also, what the hell was she thinking? But that's the story for another day. So I would love to know what anchors you have, what you use, the things that you do to free up your time, your space, your, your energetic availability and your emotional availability so that you can be in your zone of genius and how that presents to you and what you do to remind yourself that we're here to have fun it's okay to to level up. It's safe to make money in your business. It's okay to, to want more for yourself and your family. And for me, the beautiful thing about this is every dollar that I earn is through doing meaningful, impactful work, which means a lot to me. It means being when you honor your soul path and you're in that space where you're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, there is nothing in the world that feels as good as taking your place and being here to serve the people that you're here to serve. But knowing that every dollar that you earn is because you've created incredible change in somebody's life is, is so comforting. And it's beautiful. It's an equal energetic exchange. And we are givers. We give a lot. So I'm not going to go down that particular rabbit hole again because we are running out of time. <laughs> but our, our time here, our time in the human aspect, we are meant to be creators. We're meant to manifest. We're meant to... to change generational pain and genealogical patterns and understand that money is an energy. It's not a currency. And 
with all things energy, we get to play with it and we can see what else we can do. We can see what else we can create. We can change the narrative of how we live and how how our daughters will live, how our sons will will address themselves. And I think it's a beautiful thing. So share your anchors, share your shameless habits and the things that you do and the way you manifest and the way you bring things in. And actually, I'd love to know if you've manifested something huge in your life, if you've created something different, if you've up-leveled in your business in a way that you never thought was possible, I would love to know that story. So please feel free to comment, send me an email. I'm on all of the socials. Share your story with me because I do want to hear it. And I hope you have a great week. I will catch you next week. And until then, go where you're called, love bravely and live loud. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.